Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. Hello, everyone. I've got Laura Coy with me today. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Are you having a good Monday so far? It's a Monday. We'll see. It's still early, right? It is early. I like Mondays because after the whole weekend of wrestling my alligators, aka my kids, I get to send them off to daycare and come in and do the thing I love, which is grow my business. So personally, I like Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So, uh, Laura, you're the first one that I've had an interview with that um, isn't in real estate as far as a licensed real estate agent. So can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my husband and I run Pro Precise Property Inspections. Um, I do have my uh, realtor books. I signed up through Andres and just never got my license. That's funny. So... Um, I am not a licensed realtor, but uh, I love the real estate industry. So um, it's nice to see it from a different aspect as far as in inspections. But yeah, that's us. Okay. So you do home inspections. Where do you service? Mm -hmm. What area? So we're out of Norton, Ohio. We service Northeast Ohio. So an hour, hour and 15 out from Norton, Akron area. Okay. And how long have you been doing it? Ryan did all of his stuff. Let's see, 2016 is when we started. Okay. Um, and I was just kind of like background help. Um, I like spreadsheets because I'm a dork. And so I just helped with a lot of background stuff, designing some marketing stuff for him. Uh, and then I kind of, it was actually you and somebody else that kind of like pulled me into it more. And then last year, in February. So February of 2021 is when I officially just came on board, wasn't looking for anything else. I uh, feel like you've been in it a lot longer than that, personally. I mean, we've been doing classes and CE events and stuff for years, I feel like, you know? Yes. But that was like, yeah, you guys kind of like put like, instead of calling Ryan, because he was at an inspection, you'd call me like, hey, do you guys want to do this? And so... Uh, I just kind of dabbled in it here and there where I felt like it, but it wasn't a full-time thing. And, you know, I'm going to go into this a little bit, but there's probably a reason why it wasn't full-time for you. Um, So tell me a little bit about your family because that's the next step. (laughs) Yeah. So we are a blended family with six kids. So I had three, he had two, and then... Um, our little unplanned blessing of RJ came along <laughs> a few years into it. So, yeah. So how did you and All Ryan meet? So we met on deployment. So we were both military. Um, I was active duty Air Force. He was Navy Reserves. And we met on a deployment to Djibouti, Africa. Um, how long were you guys there? Uh, he was there nine months. I was there eight months. Okay. And we didn't know each other the whole time. I want to say we were... 
knew each other for six months of it. Okay. Okay. And did each of you have kids when you met already then? So you were deployed, leaving your kids at home. Was that hard? It was, yeah. The minute that I left on the plane, I knew that that was the end of my Air Force career. Uh, That was my first deployment. So I had two other deployments, but that was my first one that I, I left babies at home. And I knew then that was it for me. My gosh. So how old were your kids when you deployed? The twins were two and Sophia was one. That was the hardest just because they were so young and super young that like they move on from it and they don't even remember now like that I was gone then. Um, But old enough or no, the twins were three. Twins were three. Sophia was one. Um, But when I got off of the plane and I'm super excited running to them, And they just kind of like were looking at me trying to figure out who I was. And uh, Bella even grabbed my face and said, are you mommy? Are you serious? And I was like, I talk to you every day on video. Like, thank goodness for technology. But she grabbed my face and said, are you mommy? And that broke my heart. And then Sophia, I literally had to bribe with chocolate to get her to even look at me for a few days. Wow. I feel like that's not talked about enough. You know, our, Mm -hmm. our female, um, soldiers, our military members who are women who have families and kids. I mean, I I know there has been women out there who have given birth and six months later they're deploying. Like, can you imagine leaving your six month old child at home? I mean, you can imagine in a way you, your kids were only slightly older than that when you left them. I just, it's heartbreaking to me and I know that it's for the good of our country and that sacrifices are being made. But, um, the fact that you have to, they may not remember, but you will always remember that. Always carry that. Yep. Wow. That sounds incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. Do you still get emotional about it or are you past that now? I still get emotional about it. What's funny is that, and I know you were in the military too. So um, I felt like while I was in the military, a certain part of me had to shut off emotionally to so many things. And then since I've gotten out, I'm just like, you know, poor Ryan just looks like, why are you crying again now? Like, <laughs> I'm thinking about my deployment and when I left my babies. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm <laughs> more emotional now just because I did have to shut it off for 12 years of my life. Right. I mean, that's incredibly intense. I thank you for your service and thank you for deploying and doing thank what you, you did. for your service. I didn't deploy yeah. with small kids, so... Yeah. We all serve. We all serve. So, yeah. So, okay. So, you had your small kids. You met Ryan. He already obviously had kids. He met you. So, if you were active duty, I'm assuming you weren't stationed in the same place that Ryan came from. So, what happened afterwards? Um. So, you know, I get just wind up in Djibouti and you fall in love. I guess. Um. I knew I was getting out of the military. I did not know where I was going to go after that or what I was going to do. And we kind of wound up having a long distance relationship then. Okay. And, uh, you know, he convinced me to move to Ohio from 
uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. So okay, we literally packed up um, a Penske truck with all of my stuff and and drove the twenty some hours um, out here from there. Did so. you take your kids with you? I'm assuming. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the things too, that's made some of it, you know, I obviously have an ex that I have to co-parent with, sure. um, but he's been really great with everything as well. So, um, he gets along with Ryan. So he kind of made that transition easy for us. He took the kids while I got out here, set the house up and then maybe a week and a half later, um, they flew out here then. Okay. So, so everything was set up for them when they got here. Which is incredibly smart. And I forgot to ask you, who had your kids while you were deployed? My ex and then my mom was there as well. So okay. it was both of them because he's military as well. So right. um, a lot of demands on the job there uh, and his schedule just didn't permit to just have daycare or something. So my mom um, was a, a huge part of that okay. as well. Okay. So you moved to Ohio. What year was that when you moved, when you and Ryan moved here together? I got here December of 2016. No shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that quick. So this all like happened really fast. Yeah. I mean, you, okay. So I'm going to back up. We met in 2015. (laughs) Okay. So you got to Ohio and earlier you just stated that you guys started the business or he started the business in 2016. So what happened? You moved here. Did you start working? Did you immediately jump into being a mom full time? Did you help him grow the business? What happened with the home inspection company, which is pro precise property inspections, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell me about that. So I think I'm one of those that just puts like, um, too much on my plate to keep my, I just was used to it in the military. Right. So I moved out here and obviously we had just started. Um, so I was helping him again with like some background stuff, but it was majority of him scheduling, doing the inspections, all of that. Um, I was just here to support mm-hmm. and then mom it up and then, uh, I was going to school. So I decided that I was going to go to school for finance and accounting, Okay, which I was good at. I just learned very quickly <laughs> how much I did not enjoy it, but you know, it was, it was nice to have something to transition to. I think sometimes um, for service members, they get out and they don't have a plan and they don't have any focus, any goal, nothing. And that's where you really get lost. So um, I think that your plan can change, but definitely have a plan in place and, and see where that takes you. I mean, that's amazing. So I have literally, I, you know, I never knew this. We've been friends for years and I never knew that we met literally moments after you started in the business and moved here. I didn't, I never really knew that about you. So yeah, I would say the crux of the business, like there is no pro precise property inspections without Laura Coy. Zero. <laughs> and well, I hope Ryan listens to this so that he can... <laughs> So he can hear me say that. I mean, you are the backbone of the company. I mean, he may be out there doing inspections, but you are the drill sergeant. You are the behind the scenes. You are running him around, having him do all the inspections. You are the face of the company. You show up for every event. Um, You schedule inspections. You are the admin, the CEO, the, like I said, drill sergeant. I mean, you do everything. So, you know, I guess 
to make this. I don't inspect though. No, people ask me that if I'm going to inspect and I'm like, I don't like spiders. And so no, never. (laughs) You don't inspect, but you run around and pick up, you know, you drop off sewer scope equipment, you pick up radon equipment. I mean, you're still in the field too. You're just, you're doing a lot. So I guess my next question is, and to make this relevant, because everybody that I've interviewed so far has been a real estate agent and we've talked about the growth of their career as a real estate agent, but you are slightly different. You are in, you know, sisterhood with real estate agents. You run alongside us. You need us. We need you. Um, And the cool part is that you've gotten to, or you've been able to grow your business with your husband from the beginning, even before you were married. So how do you raise six kids and run a business? And I know that it's blended, so you don't always have all six, you know, but- I mean, how is it possible? What kind of help do you have? How do you do that? I probably do not have enough help. Um, And Ryan and I have kind of talked about that. So both of us are very much the type to shy away from asking for help because I feel inadequate if I'm asking for too much help. But we do have help and we wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. So our parents definitely play a huge role in all of that. And then just support system from, you know, the team and up. So I run my household somewhat like I run my business. We've got the chore charts, like this is how things are going. And we have, you know, basically team meetings of I can't get you to all the things that you want to do if you don't accomplish these tasks. Right. And so I run my house very much like we run the business, but Through the business and family, it's all about support and a team. When we tried to do it on our own and it was just Ryan and I, it was, it was too much, you know, it becomes too much and you learn that you have to have people there and you just appreciate those people so much then. So from the other inspectors that we have on the team to realtors um, that support us that I can call for advice and feedback. Right. Uh, it, it's all about the people that it really does take an army, with. right? Mm-hmm. It takes an Absolutely. army or a whole city or no, a village. That's what it is. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I have six kids though. So I feel like it takes like five villages, right. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So tell me about a time that you may have felt at your lowest, whatever it may be, whether it's in motherhood or in business or conjunction of the two. Tell me about a time where you may have felt really, really low. I would say it wasn't even a year of me being out here. And I felt like because I had been so used to being a military working mom, I did not transition into my main focus being motherhood very well. Um, I am a better working mom than I am just a mom that I, I need something. I need a sense of accomplishment and my house being clean and dinner being cooked. Um, while I love doing that for my family, doesn't give me that sense of accomplishment. So I felt like I needed, um, something else, but I would say it was like September of 2017 that I just felt like, very lost. I had kind of identified that accounting and finance were not for me. 
Um, and that was the whole thing. Okay. I just got out of the military. And while I don't feel like I failed at the military, I feel like I did really well in the military. It just wasn't for me um, anymore. Um, I just started feeling this sense of failure, like, and very insecure, not confident. If I did help with any scheduling phone calls, I felt like I didn't know what I was saying. I was going to say the wrong thing. I was scared to be around people. Um, yeah. So I felt kind of like I couldn't, I was a failure at everything, right? Like I wasn't momming good enough. Like there were not enough Pinterest tasks and crafts going on. <laughs> I didn't know how to handle some of the business stuff. And I didn't want to go to school for what I was going to school for anymore. So right. I felt very lost. And I think a lot of that was because I didn't know who I was at that time. Um, and what role I was just playing roles, I guess is what it was. And I wasn't focused on figuring out what made me me and what made me happy and what I was good at. So how'd you pull yourself out of that? People like you that just, <laughs> there's a group of you and uh, you the just originals. pulled me out of it. Yeah, the OGs. The OGs. The OGs <laughs> just pulled me out of it. You guys didn't, you didn't ask, hey, Laura, like you want to do this it's like hey I'm having this event and here's what we're doing you guys in yeah okay here's everything that I need from you and you just kind of assigned me tasks that just pulled me into it and um again that support system sometimes you know we all have um the blinders on to certain things about ourselves and sometimes we're blind to things that are our strengths and we really hold ourselves back then. And I think uh, I was just blessed to be surrounded by some amazing people that were able to identify strengths in me that I didn't see. Um, and that's that's a lot of what pulled me out of it. That and reading every single quote or listening to every right. motivational speaker. <laughs> Doing everything I can. I can to get my mindset right. <laughs> yeah, it is mindset, right? Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about this and I was thinking about, you know, you had just said that it was the people that you were surrounding yourself with that kind of helped you pull it and it was motivational. One of the things that I love about you because I follow you on social media is that almost daily, if not daily, you're posting something um, that is somewhat motivational or mind mindset related. Um, and it's a good way to start your day. And the other day you had made a post about it was it was pretty long. I can't remember exactly what it said, but you had mentioned that one of the toughest moments was when um, you got feedback from an agent that their client thought that this is the client who ordered the home inspection, thought that you sounded like a cheerleader on the phone and they didn't want to work with you because you sounded like a cheerleader. So tell tell me in a nutshell, in a 30 second CNN version, <laughs> tell me that story because I think that's a great story. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> So I don't think it was one of my toughest moments, but I would say uh, personally, like beating myself up and kind of going back to that like insecure time frame. So I think that's why it was so rough on me and just realizing, okay, I can't do every job and maybe I'm not good at every job. Um, but I do think I'm good at scheduling, by the way. I so it too. was you. 
it was you who called me and said, hey, that home inspection that we have scheduled, um, they've decided to go with somebody else. And I was like, okay. And you're, which is rare. This is I don't I... ever call you and say that. <laughs> no, no. That's why the whole thing was like super funny. Um, and, you know, like that's fine. And, and you, I think one of the things that has helped us succeed is we've always been open to um, people giving us feedback because we can only grow from that. Right. So you were very open with letting me know like, hey, I do want to share with you one of the reasons that they said that they were choosing somebody else is because they felt like you sounded like a cheerleader on the phone (laughs) and I remember taking that so partially and feeling bad about it like I didn't get mad at them or anything I just personally beat myself up like how do you fail at scheduling and how like I mean, first of all, you can't please everybody ever. Like no matter what, there's no pleasing everybody. The world is not a popularity contest that you can win 100% of the time. So there's that. The second part is I remember that conversation. I remember laughing about it with you. And I I didn't know how affected you were by it. But I remember laughing thinking it is what it is. Like, I'm sorry. I feel bad. They scheduled with you and now they canceled. But don't take it personally because these guys were kind of a pain in the butt at the time. And you know who you are if you're listening to my podcast. But, you know, and they ended up hiring another inspector that was a family friend. And they said that I think all along the whole you sounded like a cheerleader was truly just because they wanted to use somebody else, but they didn't want to go against what I was saying. So they used this other inspector. That other inspector missed a lot. Um, and some of it was really big, expensive ticket items um, that they, and yeah. then when they went back to the inspector, they were like, well, we don't do that. I'm like, well, are you ASHI certified? Well, no. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it is what it is. And then they ended up taking that inspector to small claims court to get money back for the things that they had to repair that should have been tested, that you would have tested, that they would have either known about, been able to negotiate, when it wouldn't have been a surprise. So it is what right. it is. But that was no, pretty funny. You don't sound like a cheerleader. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, but I'm sure that I do. And that, like, that moment really had, like, I had to take a lot of time to, like, reflect on that. And I know that sounds silly, like a silly phone call to reflect on. You sound like a cheerleader. But I beat myself up because we know that when you guys refer us, it's your reputation on the line. Sure. And I remember apologizing to you about that, saying, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't want anybody that you're working with thinking – badly of of the referral that you give out um but I I was like I'm never answering the phone again (laughs) somebody else has to do it I am never answering this phone again I'll forgive you if you do one thing for me absolutely will you do a cheer (laughs) (laughs) um off camera okay (laughs) sure (laughs) I will come make up your own Nicole cheer for you absolutely exciting yep (laughs) Well, we do have to wrap up, um, but if anybody wanted to reach out to you, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so we have um, we have Facebook. I know everybody's on Facebook. Uh, website, www.proprecisinspections.com, and then you can reach out. Our business line is 330-800-5914. Awesome. And Laura, yeah. what's your confession? All right, so I have two for you because we have to be funny and lighthearted with some of it. Um, so my personal confession is kind of that whole 
putting too much on my plate because I feel like I can't let anybody down and um, feeling inadequate. And I kind of identified that maybe a couple of weeks ago at a seminar. So uh, feeling like I'm not worthy of certain things because I'm not doing enough. I totally resonate with that. Like I can't tell, I'm not allowed to tell people or tell the world that I'm overwhelmed, that I have too much going on, that I can't answer the phone all the time because I don't want to lose business over it. You can't afford to lose business over it and you still want the business coming in, but sometimes you just are overwhelmed. It's part of being yeah. in this industry and being a mom. I resonate. Absolutely. I resonate with that confession. All right. What's the other one? And then um, sometimes my kids eat pizza bagel bites for dinner and that's. That's a terrible confession because every single mom on here has kids that eat pizza bagel bites for dinner. I need something juicier. (laughs) But that was like my like, I wouldn't do it for the longest. For the longest, we were all organic, whatever. My kids looked like a bunch of crazy kids and people would laugh like, oh, if you go over there, they don't have juice. Like it was water or milk, right? So I would not allow myself to do chicken nuggets pizza bagel bites, anything like that. And I, then when I did, like, I don't have time. Here's pizza bagel bites. And the kids were super excited. And I felt like a failure until I talked to other parents that were like, girl, that's, that's what my kids say. That's everyone last night. That's everyone. But you know what? I can see why that's a confession for you because if you were like all organic and, you know, eating healthy and everything, and then you had to do it, it probably would feel like a, oops. (laughs) Confession. I was like, I failed. I failed <laughs> no. so bad. And it's not. It's not a failure. And they ate. They ate and they were super happy about those pizza bagel bites. Kids love them. It is what it is. They do. They do. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And you guys stay tuned next week. We have an awesome uh, interviewee next week. And this is Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. If you like today's confession, make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.